Welcome to Journey Church Podcast. It's great to have you with us. Here at Journey, we believe that Jesus should be accessible to anyone. So whether you're at home, work, or somewhere in between, you can have access to the weekend's worship experience. If you want to further connect with us, you can find us online at journeyorl.com or any social media platform using at journeyorl. We hope you enjoy the message. Start out by saying Happy Mother's Day for like the 15th time. But I have to say Happy Mother's Day. If we can give just a round of applause again, I have to say that I really did not appreciate my mom until I started having my own kids. I remember the first time when when we had our first son, and um, the nurses brought him to me, and they're like, "Okay, now you have to change his diaper," and I'm like, "Okay." And I had changed diapers before, but now it's like, this is something I'm gonna have to do every day. And I could not believe how something so stinky can come out of something so small. <laughs> and then on top of that, I found out how many diapers I needed to change every day. I'm like, oh my God, I might as well just quit my job and just sit at home and change diapers all day. And the other day, I tried to look it up because I was really anxious to find out how many diapers a mom usually changes. And you know, there's like this uh, website where you can actually input the day that your child was born and then the day that you started potty training them, and it'll tell you about how many diapers you change per child. You will never guess. It was 5,000 diapers per child. So you need to give your mom, if she's sitting next to you, a big old hug. If it's not for anything else, it's for the 5,000 diapers that she changed, because that's insane. And I have two kids. For the moms, I've had like three, I mean, I just can't. I mean, my husband probably changed, I'll give him a 1,000 diapers. So I probably changed like four per kid, but that's insane. So please just make sure that you appreciate your mom today because she does a lot. And that's just starting out with the diapers. That's not even mentioning when you're a teenager and you needed counseling sessions because of all the breakups that you went through, all of that. So make sure you appreciate your mom. Um, I just want to say I'm super excited that I have this opportunity to speak here today. Um, my husband told me when we started the church about seven months ago that I'm going to be speaking on Mother's Day. So I've been anticipating this since then, I'm so excited, but I actually found out this week why he did it. So he's a little sneaky. He got an idea from another pastor who said that he makes his wife preach every Mother's Day just because he wants her to see how it feels like to spend weeks preparing a message and then stand in front of everybody and do it so that when it goes back to him preaching, I won't bother him and knock on the office door every time he's preparing for his message. So I, I, I understand why, but I still appreciate it. I'm super excited that I'm here today to be able to share with you guys this morning. And I wanted to start out with a, a scripture verse. If you don't have your Bible, it's okay. We have it on the screen. It's James 1, 2 to 4. It says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. Because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, lacking nothing. Turn to your neighbor and say, trials are gifts. Trials are gifts. I know that it sounds insane. Trials are gifts. Seriously, Liz? Trials are gifts? It says it here, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of any kind. And, and that's basically the title of today's talk. 
the gift of a trial. Because trials are gifts, and I'm hoping that by the end of this message, that you would trust me and believe after everything I have to share, that trials are gifts. And speaking of gifts, have any of you ever received a gift maybe for like Christmas or your birthday or even this morning for Mother's Day that you didn't ask for, you didn't want, but then later you realized that you needed it, right? And in my family, that doesn't always happen too much because I feel like my family is a little bit more ruthless. Like we have our wish list, and if somebody who got you, like we had to do a, a, a gift exchange at Christmas, and if, if someone got someone else and they didn't buy what's on their wish list, like they'll tell them something. But in JJ's family, that's, that's not the case. Thank God, they're a lot more gracious. But in my husband's family, um, that person who always gives you the thing that you didn't necessarily ask for, but then you later on, and you didn't want, but later on you realized you needed was Grandma Francis. Grandma Francis, give it up for Grandma Francis. She's in the <laughs> Grandma Francis, when I was dating my husband, she always gave my husband one of three things. And, and a lot of grandmas do this too, I realize. It's either socks, underwears, or pajamas. One of the three. It was always one of those three. And I remember when I saw that, I thought, okay, that's interesting, because in my family, we didn't do that a lot. But then when we got married, it, there was an advantage to that, because then I never had to buy socks, underwears, or pajamas for my husband ever, because it was like every holiday, everything. It was always socks, underwears, or pajamas. And so she started doing the same thing with our kids. And anybody who has kids knows that if you show up to a child's birthday party with any article of clothing, let alone socks, underwears, or pajamas, then what do they do? They open it up and they throw it to the side. They don't want <laughs> So if you ever go to a child's birthday party, you want them to like you, don't bring clothes. You gotta bring toys. Yeah, that's right. But it's true, and so we're like that too, right? We're, we're like the little kid that when we receive something that we don't like or we didn't ask for, we get upset. And that's the gift I'm talking about today, the gift of trials. The gift of trials is one of those gifts that you did not ask for, you didn't want, you got it, but then you realize later on it's something that you needed. Just like those socks and those underwears, what do you do when your feet are cold at night? You put on the socks, you put on your pajamas, you put on those underwears. Well, that's what the gift of trial is in our lives. It's one of those things that we really don't want, we didn't ask for, but we realized that we needed. Yes, come on, that's right. Now, for me, my husband and I, and I'm gonna share this story. I know my husband's probably shared it a ton of times, but you've never actually heard my side of the story. For my husband and I, um, we we got that gift about two years ago. It was on Mother's, it was actually around Mother's Day. I promised myself I wasn't gonna cut. It's really hard to talk about because it was such a hard time. And at the time, I didn't think it was a gift and I was so upset. See, my husband and I, we have two kids and we had this, plan in our mind that people say, I don't know who they is, but they say that you should have your kids two years apart. Again, I don't know who they is, <laughs> but I was trying to follow that model. So my kids were like 20 months apart, and I'm like, okay, babe, and we had them. Every time we said we wanted to have a kid, we tried, and we got pregnant. We're like, all right, it's time for the third one. Mind you, I have two boys, so I'm super excited because I'm like, all right, I got pregnant with the third one. This is going to be the girl. I know it. My family even started buying girl clothes in faith that it was going to be a girl. And so I remember when I was five months pregnant, like I said, around Mother's Day, we went to the doctor's office. And mind you, at the time, I'm just thinking, I'm just going to go to the doctor's office, and they're going to tell me it's a girl. I know it. That's what's going to happen. 
So we get to the doctor's office and the, and the nurse is doing a sonogram and she's there and she says she can't see what's going on. I'm like, that's weird. And so, make a long story short, um, we ended up talking to the doctor and finding out that our son had all these major complications. And I remember the whole time feeling like I was in a, in a nightmare. I'm like, this can't be real. Like, this doesn't happen to us. Like, what do you mean my son has complications? They're like, we can't find his kidneys and, and we can't find his lungs. And, and we kind of see his heart, but it's enlarged. And to make a long story short, they basically told me that he probably wasn't going to live. And that was heartbreaking. And, and to, to, to make matters worse, the whole time they really couldn't tell us what was going on. See, I didn't have a lot of fluid in my amniotic sac. So you need the fluid for the doctors to be able to see what's going on in the sonogram. And so they were like, you really are going to have to wait till you have this child for us to really know what's going on. So the whole time, we're just crossing our fingers saying, God, please heal our baby, heal our baby. We had our baby. And it, it was true when we had him. All the complications they said was going on was true. He, he did not have any lungs. He did not have any kidneys. And his heart was enlarged. And we only got to be with him for seven hours. And it's so, sorry, it was so heartbreaking. The only reason why I cried is because I miss him. That's it. I miss him. And it's hard. But I will never take back the experience I had from that. I know it sounds so crazy that I would be standing here and telling you this here today. But I would never take that back. Not just because I got to see my son, because I realized something through this whole situation. That the trial that we went through was a gift, and it was a gift from God, and it was something that we didn't want, but we realized that we needed. And I remember going through the whole situation, especially when I first found out, I remember calling my sister, because she, um, actually, she's a pastor, her and her husband have, um, have, a, have a church in Gainesville, and she was one of the first people I called, and I'm like, Lisa, I don't understand why God would do this to me. Why God would allow me to, to have a child go through all these months of pregnancy and then, with all my kids that had to have C-sections, have to have an operation to take him out for him to die. Like, what is the point of that? I, I never, I couldn't understand, I couldn't wrap my head around it. And maybe that's you here today. Maybe you're going through some type of situation. Maybe it's not the loss of, of a child, but maybe it's, you feel you have your child and your child is even alive, but you feel like you're losing them in the situations that they're going through. Maybe they're dealing with drugs or, or situations like that, or maybe you have your spouse here with you, but you feel like you're losing them in, in, in the fights that you guys are having. Or maybe you just recently lost your job. Whatever it is, whatever situation, whatever trial you're going through, and you're saying to yourself, why, God? Why me? Why would you allow this to happen to me? Why would you give this situation to me? I don't deserve this. For my husband and I, I thought, man, God, I never killed anybody. Like, why? I, I, I mean, I probably lied and cheated before, but did it really merit for me to, to have a child and for you to take him from me? I couldn't understand why. And through this whole process, I realized that it was a gift because I realized something that's just insane to even realize is that God allowed this to happen not because he doesn't love me. And for a while I thought, God, do you not love me? I mean, my husband and I had been in ministry already. We were youth pastors at the time. And I thought, God doesn't love me if he allowed this to happen to me. And that's what a lot of us say. We say, God, why would you give me this situation? Why would you bring this child to me? You must not love me if you allowed this to happen to me. And what I realized was that it's because God loved me that he allowed this to happen to me. It's because he loved me so much. And in the Bible verse we read, it said, Consider it pure joy. 
my brothers and sisters, if you could put it back on the screen. I'm going to, I don't know how many times I'm going to read this Bible verse because this was the verse that just gave me peace throughout the whole situation. Consider it joy, it says, when you face trials of many kinds. And I'm just paraphrasing. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, lacking nothing. It's saying, consider it pure joy. He's saying in the Bible, be happy that you're going through trials. Seriously, I thought to myself, be happy. But if you look at the end, it says, let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, lacking nothing. See, what I realized was that the reason why God allowed this trial in my life, and sometimes the reason why God allows trials in your lives, is because he loves you and he wants you to be mature and complete and lacking nothing. And the best way I could describe this is <clears throat> with my first son, Justice. Now, a lot of you moms can probably relate to this. When, when we had our first child, I was super overprotective. <clears throat> Excuse me. I mean, super overprotective. Have you ever seen those moms that are crazy, overprotective? That was me. And so we, at the time we were youth pastors, we had a youth group of about, I think it was like 400 youth at the time. And I remember when we had our first son, I didn't even bring him to church for like a month because I was afraid of the germs. And then whenever we did bring him to church, I made all the kids put hand sanitizer on, and they weren't even touching him. They had to put the hand sanitizer on just to stand next to him. I'm like, don't even touch him, because I was so overprotective. We also had a, a, a monitor, and so I, I begged my husband, I'm like, can you please buy me the monitor that has the camera, because I want to watch him and make sure, because I heard of this thing called sudden infant death syndrome. I don't know if you've heard it. I'm like, I'm afraid my son's going to die. I got to like keep a camera on him 24-7, and he was like, you're crazy, like, you crazy mom, just chill out, he's going to be fine. He would cry, would run upstairs, it was insane. And I remember when he first started to try to walk, forget it, we had tile in our house, the whole first floor was tile, and I'm like, oh my gosh, this kid's going to try to learn how to walk, and he's going to bust his head open, he's going to die. And so I'm freaking out, I'm like, please God. So then what I did was, I don't know if you guys ever seen these things called a play yard, it's like this fenced-in area. Why well, took it to another level? I didn't buy one. I bought two. And then I connected them together. So it was like this long rectangular piece with like, so I didn't just leave it there. I put like shag carpet. Then I put padding underneath. And then I was like, all right, babe, this is the plan. You stick him in there and he doesn't move. And if he moves, he's in that area. If he falls down, he's okay. He's not going to get hurt. He won't go up the stairs. He'll be fine. So mind you, because I did that, this kid didn't learn how to walk till he was like a year and a half. And most kids, if you didn't know this, most kids learn how to walk when they're like one. And my kid's like a year and a half and he still doesn't know how to walk. And I'm like, what is up with this kid? And mind you, this, he's super smart. He's super smart. If you talk to him now, he's like a year ahead. And it wasn't because he wasn't smart, it was just because I protected him way too much. And so he couldn't mature, he couldn't grow, he couldn't learn. So when my second son, I'm like, oh, forget that. We took the fence, I put it in the garage. I was like, all right, baby. Because he was always like, come on, let them hurt themselves. I'm like, no, 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 you can't let them get hurt. And so we, for our second son, I'm like, no, no, I'm going to put the gate away. And, you know, he fell down a couple times. He chipped his tooth. If you see him now, his teeth are busted. I'm so sorry. I feel so bad. Right? I, I'm a good mom. I didn't just like leave him there and let him bust his head open. 
but I sat in the corner and I watched him whenever he tried to learn how to walk. And that's how God is in our lives, right? Sometimes he takes yeah. protection. It's true, sometimes he takes this, this guard of protection off of our lives and he allows things to happen to us. And sometimes we get hurt. Sometimes we have scars, like his chipped tooth. And you know, sometimes we get hurt, but you know what? He allows that to happen into our lives so that we can be mature, like the Bible yeah, says, right. and complete and lacking nothing. So it's true. Yeah. And one and one important thing to know is that God will allow enough trials in your life to mature you, but not to destroy you. Wow. You see? that you might get hurt and you might have scars, but he's not gonna allow you to destroy yourself. He's gonna allow enough trials in your life to mature you so that you can grow. So now that we know that trials are a gift and it's something that, that God allows in our lives, it doesn't necessarily, he, he makes it happen, but he allows it in our lives so that we can be mature. Let's open this gift and see what God has for us inside of this gift for us. Now, you see, a lot of times whenever we get a trial, we try to just reject it and deny it or ignore that it even exists or we just don't even want to deal with it, right? We're just like, I don't want to deal with that or you get upset at it, right? But instead of us rejecting it or denying it, let's open it up and see what God has inside for us. Now, there's, I realized after the trials that we went through, there's a lot of things that you can learn from trials, but there's probably about 20. If I were to be, if I, if, if I had the opportunity, I could come up with like 20, but I'm going to give you guys just two, just because these were the two most important things that I learned from the trials that we went through for the loss of our son. And the first one is faith. See, God will strengthen your faith whenever you go through trials. Trials, trials give us an opportunity to exercise our faith, right? To, to get over fear and trust in God. You see, because when everything is going good, when our bills are paid, when our businesses are doing well, when we have our health, when our kids are doing good, when everything is good, there isn't always an opportunity for faith to come in. Why? Because for the most part, when everything is going good, then we think that we're in control of the situation, right? We're like, okay, this job is doing good because, you know, I'm good at my job. Or, or my health is doing good because I'm working out. Or whatever the case may be. But whenever trials come your way and your health gets attacked or your family gets attacked or, or your finances get attacked, right? It's an opportunity for God to step in and to save you and to help you. And so the best way I could describe this is, I'm sorry, I talk a lot about my kids and my mom. And just like JJ says, he gets a lot of his materials from the kids too. The kids show us a lot. And so... When my first son, because I was so overprotective with him, he was a very scared child. I mean, I take this kid to birthday parties, and he doesn't even, half the time, he doesn't want to get in the bounce house. I think for the first time in the Easter service that we had, he actually enjoyed the bounce house, but he's, he's just that scared of a child because I protected him so much. And so my husband and I, we have passes to Disney. And so we're like, I'm like, babe, we need to get this kid to get over his fears so, so we can get on rides with him, right? And so my husband has a mentality that you just, like, if the kid doesn't know how to swim, you just throw him in the pool and he'll learn, you know? Like, and I'm like, no, babe, that's not how like, We tried at the beach one time. He was like, the kid was afraid of the beach, and he's like, I'm just going to take him in the water, and, and the waves will hit him, and he'll get over it. No, that, still to this day, he's traumatized with the beach. He, he touches sand, and he's like, no, I'm not even going there. 
And so he gets really freaked out. And so I'm like, all right, let's try the opposite. Let's do it gradually, right? So we're like, all right, let's take him to the water park first. They have small slides. He was freaked out even just about the water. Like there's water coming out of everywhere. He's like, what is going on? And so we get there and I'm like, come on, let's just go to the kitty area first, okay? And JT's like, let's get on the big slide right away. And I'm like, no, let's try the kitty area. We do that. He gets in the kitty slide. Daddy goes down the side with him. He's like, all right, this is not so bad. We're like, all right, let's try something bigger. Okay, so we get on, a, on another slide that's a little bit bigger. He's like, all right, I'm cool. And then we get to this like big slide. It's like a family slide with this huge tube. And he sees how big that slide is. He's like, no! I mean, there's like railing to where like, for people to stand to wait. He grabbed onto the railing. He's like, I'm not, no! He tells me, I'm gonna die! Like he's just so, like he, this kid is so dramatic. The other day, my other son like tripped in the elevator and was bleeding. He's like, my brother's gonna die! Like he gets so freaked out. Like that's how he is. And we're like, look, you're not gonna die. I mean, I don't understand what my husband and I did for him to not trust us. But we're like, look, you're not going to die going down the side. And he didn't believe us. And we're like, you're not going to die. So we go down the side. He's screaming the whole time, like holding on like for dear life. And he got down. He's like, okay, it wasn't so bad. Want to go on again? He's like, no, no, no. We're like, but let's try again. Why? Because we wanted him to get over that fear. We wanted him to trust us to know that when we tell him something and when we're there with him, that he's going to be okay and that he's not going to die. And that's the same thing that God does with us. I mean, it might sound cruel, but sometimes he allows things in our lives so that we have faith in him. And so that, so that we know that even though we're going through a trial, even though we're getting on crazy roller coasters, he's there with us. Amen. Yeah. He's there with us and he's not going to leave us. And we need to know that we'll be okay. We'll be okay when he's there with us. It might be a crazy roller coaster ride. It might be scary. And you know what? On top of that, as soon as God sees that you can get over the, the, the little slide and that you're okay, sometimes he presents us with a bigger one, right? Why? Because God wants to show us that the things that might scare us now are the things that are going to propel us into our future and to what God has for us. And if you're taking notes, my husband made up this little saying. I can't take credit for this. He's so good at this. The thing that scares you now is the same thing that will give you courage later. So that thing that scares you now, that situation, that trial that you're going through now, that's going to be the thing that propels you for later. You know what? It was the death of my son and, and, and going through all that situation that propelled me to be able to even start this church with my husband. I know for a fact, if we didn't go through that situation, I would not have had the faith to start this church. He came to me one day and he said, babe, he... He was a professor at, at a university making a six-figure income. He says, babe, um, I think that we need to leave our job. He says, our. It was really his job, but he's nice. He says, our. <laughs> I think we need to leave our job to start this church. See, the plan was he'll still have his job, and then we'll start the church, you know, so we can get income from his job, and we'll be okay. And I blame Shark Tank for it. I'm not going to get into the, to the details of that. But he watched a Shark Tank episode. He's like, babe, we need to just leave our job. And leave everything because it'll put the fire under us to start this church. And I'm like, you are crazy. I am not. And so I remember praying about it. And then I realized, and then I thought back and through all the trials and the situations that we had been through in our past. And I realized, I'm like, you know what? I think we could do it. Because I remember that other roller coaster that we went on, that other situation that we went through. And God was with us. 
and he, he took care of us, yes. and we were okay. So I know, you know what, babe, it's true, all right. So I'm gonna just not worry anymore, it's true. We can do this with God's help. And sometimes that's what God does. He allows these trials in your life so that he can overcome them with you, and then you can see that you can go on to bigger and better things. And that's what I know that he does for you as well. It's the same thing for you. If you're going through a situation, you have to know that sometimes God allows that in your life because he wants to show you that you can have faith in him. And he's got even bigger things for you. He's got dreams and plans for your life that he wants for you to accomplish. But the only way that he's going to be able to do that through you is if he knows that you have the faith in him. Just like when my kid knew that, I had, that he had the faith in me to be able to get on the ride, we took him to a bigger one. Just last month, we went on like a huge roller coaster. I should have brought the picture in his face. It was just amazing. Freaking out, screaming, and he got off, and we're like, hey, let's do this again. Okay. You know, and that's God. He's going to take us on these crazy roller coasters, but he promised us that he's going to be there with us. Amen. And he's not going to leave us alone. Yeah, that's right. And just to give you a Bible verse, I, I like to just bring a, a scripture to each one of these points because it's so important that you know it's not just me saying it, that the Bible says it too. It says it in 1 Peter 1, 6 through 7. And all this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while you may have had to suffer grief and all kinds of trials. These have come so that the proven genuineness of your faith, of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. And the, and the most important part is where it says here, the proven genuineness of your faith. And the second thing that I want to share with you is that trials force you to be thankful. Thankful. Trials will definitely force you to be thankful. How many of you, your, your parents bought you your first car when you were growing up that you didn't pay for it? It was all your parents. Yeah, a few of us. My father, I remember the first car that um, he purchased for me. He said, you know what? Whenever you graduate high school, I'll buy you a car. So mind you, I had to bum a ride because I did not want to get on the bus. <laughs> so I had to bum a ride with all my friends. But when I graduated, High school, he's like, here's your car. It was a Jeep Cherokee, I'll never forget, a really old Jeep Cherokee. I was just happy I had a car. <laughs> but I knew nothing about taking care of cars. So do you think I took care of this car? No. Especially because I wasn't the one that paid for it. It was so bad, I don't even remember if I got an oil change. My husband still has to remind me, he's like, babe, look, the little sticker says you need an oil change. And I'm like, you gotta take care of that. I know nothing about cars. And so it was so bad that, like I said, the car was cold, the steering wheel got loose, and I'm like, whatever, it's just take me to where I need to go. And so it got so bad to the point that I totaled the car, guys. I totaled the car. Why? Because the steering wheel was loose, it was raining. That's another story for another day. God saved me for that because I really should have died in that accident. It was insane. I crashed into a pole, I could have died. Make a long story short, you know, I was okay. But then, fast forward to recently, whenever um, we had to purchase a car. So whenever we had our second son, before we had our second son, we were running on a tiny little car, just me, my husband, our first son. And then I told him, I'm like, babe, I need to get a car. Please, I need to buy a car. And then I was so picky about it. I know you can throw things at me if you want. I could have said it, being like, this girl is bougie, but I did not want a mom, babe. I did not want a mom. I said, I'm not gonna be that soccer mom. I will be a mom, but I gotta make it cool. So I was like, babe, can you give me a Jeep? I don't know why a Jeep, even though the last Jeep I had was terrible, but this Jeep was good. But I had to pay for it, right? I had to sacrifice a lot to get this car. I mean, there was trips that we didn't go on, vacations that we didn't go on. 
going out to eat meals that we had to sacrifice to buy this car. And do you think I take care of this car now? Yeah. Oh yes, I do. <laughs> the other day, my father borrowed the car to like put a hitch on it, pick some stuff up. And when he brought it back, I'm like, there is a scratch in the front bumper, Dad. Why is that? Why? Because you take care of the things that, that you have to sacrifice for, or the things that you have to go through trials for. Because anything, and I, and I have this, if you're taking your notes, I made up this one so you can give me credit for this one. Anything that's easy to get is easy to forget. But anything that's hard to get is hard to forget. See, if, it's true. Rather than reject it, realize that it's a gift yeah. and accept it. 
Don't deny it. Don't be upset that God has allowed this in your life. And it's true, like, God, a lot of times we think that when everything is going good, God is in control. And then when everything is going bad, that means that God lost control. And that's not the way it is. He's in control when things are good, and he's in control when things are bad. You just have to trust him. Trust and know that even though this trial has come your way, even though this situation has come your way, there's something good that's going to come out of it. He's going to he's gonna strengthen your faith. He's, he's going to show you need to be thankful. There's just so many things. You'll, you'll be more grateful with your family. There's so many things that come out of it. So that is my hope for you today, that you would embrace the gift of a trial because that's what it is. As crazy as it sounds, that you would embrace it and that you would receive it and that you would know that God is in control of your life. And imagine if we just took that attitude. We would have so much joy and peace right now. I mean, I can't say that this happens all the time because it's not true. I'm preaching to myself here today as well. Whatever trials come our way, imagine if we took that attitude, right? My car broke down or, or, or there's something happening with my, my son. Whatever the situation is, We'll look at it and we'll say, you know what? I'm not going to get upset at this. I'm just going to accept it and know that God is doing something in my life. And he's never left me. Even though I'm going through this trial, he's there with me. And he's going to help and guide me through it. So let's accept and receive the gift of trials in our lives when they come our way. Because the Bible doesn't promise us that we will not have trials. The Bible just promises us that he will be there with us through the trials. Thanks so much for joining us today. We hope you've been blessed and encouraged by this message. We'd love to know how this ministry is touching your life. If you would like to share your testimony or if you have any prayer requests, please email us amen at journeyorl.com where we'll have a team of people ready to celebrate with you and pray with you. Also, if you would like to help support the ministry of Journey Church in a financial way, you can do so by visiting journeyorl.com and choosing the giving option. Or text journeyorl to 77977. We hope you'll join us again soon. Have a great week.